Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and want to give a shout out to all the fans out there stateside and worldwide for continuing to support the show. Guys, we cannot thank you enough for your support and for continuing to listen and also for spreading the word. So thank you all for listening and continue on this journey with us. As a reminder, you can always visit our website at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. You can go check out all of our past episodes. Also check out merchandise at our merchandise store. Also, you can go to our Buy Me A Coffee page in the bottom left-hand corner with the coffee cup shaded in yellow. You click on that coffee cup, it takes you to our Buy Me A Coffee page. You can leave a small monetary donation there to show your appreciation and to make sure that we can keep the vault open for many years to come. Also on our website, you can check out all of our guest profiles for all the guests featured on the Vault Classic Music Reviews podcast ever since we've started since August of 2019. So make sure you go check that out. Check out our guest profiles and also visit their pages and visit their social media as well. They have done a great job representing for music on here and also for representing for their platform. So go visit that on our website. Once again, vaultclassicpod.com. As we always say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics or MBTC. And today for our review, we have very special guests coming in. For this review, I have none other than my brother and my sister from the R&B representers, Naturally Elise and JR, coming in to talk on this review. We had a great time on the SWV review and we sat down to do another great one today and we're hoping that you'll like it. Here's how it went. And joining us here on the Vault Classic Music Reviews podcast, they are family of the show. I can't even say friends of the show no more. We done rocked out two classic episodes. They came on the pod. You know them well from the SWV. It's about time review we did. They surprised your boy with the epic surprise and having Brian Alexander Morgan come on and talk. It was an epic two-hour episode, the longest that we've ever done here on the Vault. Then I went on their podcast and we did a great conversation and review of Maxwell's Urban Hands Week on Catch That. I'm talking about none other than the R&B representatives, Naturally Elise and my brother JR, here in the Vault Classic Music Reviews podcast to do it once more. Y'all, we about to get down, man. So first of all, JR, Elise, I got to thank y'all for coming back on and blessing her brother, man. What's up? How y'all doing? This is great. You know, come on now. Come on now. We family, yo. So this is this is nothing. We about to have just a great conversation. So you know, as soon as you was like, yo, we need you back. We was like, uh, yeah. well, Elise said we're coming back. I just have to go with what Elise says. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I buy that. I, I I know you look like you the boss, so it's like, she hey, is. listen, she runs stuff. Yeah. I get it. I understand that, man. I get it, man. I'm glad to have y'all here, though, and I'm glad to have y'all here because of the album we're about to talk about today. And I said when we were doing Urban Hank Suite, after we signed off, I said, you know what? It's only going to be right. I'm doing this album next year because of my anniversaries. I'm doing Embrya, so I got to have y'all back on for this. So without further ado, we're going back 25 years ago. We're going to go back to the second studio album by Maxwell, Embrya. Released on June 30th, 1998 on Columbia Records. Recorded between 1996 and 1998. Now, if you're paying attention, he literally took no break after Urban Hang Suite. While he was touring and everything else and doing appearances, he went right back into the studio and went to work. With a runtime of 62 minutes and 57 seconds, producer Maxwell himself and the classic, legendary Stuart Matthewman, who also was a contributor on his debut on Urban Hang Suite. The singles from Embrya... Only a couple, but they're memorable tracks. Luxury Coco Cure released in June 20th, 1998, and Matrimony Maybe You released in December in 1998. We talk about the sophomore album and how important it is in an artist's catalog, right? It's very important. We all know this. At the beginning and height of success, you get right back into the studio and you start recording this. And he wanted to push the envelope a little bit from his formula on Urban Hank Suite. I mean, we know everything on that album in our conversation, we talked about it. You no, know, the the musicianship, his lyrics, his vocals, the concept album, everything about it just rang so true. And since then, I'm not going to use the word neo soul because I know Jr. hates that word. But this new advent of soul music, which came up in the 1990s, mm-hmm. was brought on by a new set of practitioners that have only grown in number since then, since that album came out. And with the sound of the R&B landscape becoming more and more commercial and more blended ever since Urban Hang Suite with hip hop, he wanted to create a record that would knock the genre off his axis once again, just like his debut did. So he got back with Stuart and crafted Embrya in the vein and wanted to push the boundaries. And he did. And the response that he got from most of his fans and the public was less than enthusiastic when it came out. Some people thought that he pushed the envelope too far. Some people said that he was gesturing way too far into new age and away from his soul with the jazz feel of sound that he had on Urban Hang Suite. But as Maxwell said then, and he says now, that the idea was not to create an Urban Hang Suite part two. And I'm taking this from an interview he did right around the 20th anniversary of this album in the Augusta Chronicle. I thought I had completely failed and didn't do the right thing, even though as I was making it, I felt as though I was making something from the heart. Then he says, fast forward 20 years later, and now here we are, all these Afrobeat and Latin inspired beats, which are clearly on Embrya. It's funny because I had no idea how big Embrya was in Africa. I didn't know. I was in New York City, a Brooklyn born kid. The great thing about the album is that apart from me just going with my gut, I had these amazing people at Columbia Records who trusted me and radio supported the best they could with all they were getting alongside all the records that were being released at the time by artists like Erica Badu. That's the context in which this album was created and an album that at the time got a few mixed reviews and I was reading some of them this week. Guys, I mean, a lot of people were saying, this guy, what is he doing? <laughs> and they were just like, what? They were like, this isn't the Maxwell we signed up for? And the irony of that, that mm-hmm. it was 100% Maxwell. It definitely wasn't no Urban Hang Sweet Part 2, but you got songs that set you up. The same, 
Coco Cure, mm-hmm. Matrimony. That sounds like a you know, that sounds like ascension vibe to it. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand why people Yeah. It's fine for people to accept or not accept stuff, mm-hmm. but the reasons just didn't make sense to me because it's yeah it's counterintuitive. It, I don't understand why people said that. Yeah. Yeah, it's show, it shows just how quickly we are to judge things when they first come out. It's the reason why we right. can't call albums classic when they first come out. You gotta okay. let the music breathe. Louder for the people. <laughs> you gotta let the music breathe, man. You gotta let that bad boy breathe, grow legs, walk, and have a life of its own before you can judge it truly for what it is. And right. I think this album is a prime example of that. That we look back now and you see what happened and before we even get fully into it, but that mm-hmm. art of experimentation happening on the sophomore album, look, look who did it. D'Angelo did it. Second album, Brown Sugar to Voodoo. Mm-hmm. Erica Badu did it yeah. from Baduism to Mama's Gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, the template was already set. He set the example. Not only that, but then you hear this album and I read it somewhere and it started to make a lot of sense to me. It's like, you know what? Look at some of these acts that came out afterwards, man, that we call alternative R&B that all of a sudden emerged out in the last 20 years or so. Weekend's Mm -hmm. early stuff. Miguel's early stuff. Frank Ocean's first things. I mean, we could keep going down the list of the people that you look at and say, wow, that sounds like something that reminds me of what I heard in Embrya. Like the textures, everything from the experimentation to the sounds, the compositions Mm -hmm. of those sounds, those grooves. It's like, wow. Hmm. I would be a little petty, Mm -hmm. but the difference (laughs) between those later acts is Maxwell also was a powerful vocalist. Mm. And a lot of the people, except I give Miguel now, I, I do like Miguel's voice, actually. He can actually sing. Yes. But the rest of them, you're not coming to them for the vocals. No. You're coming to them for lyrics. You're coming to them because it's a little different. Like, that's mm-hmm. what people are coming to them for. Like, yes. the whole other thing. Because yeah. you're not coming to them to hear somebody sing. Yeah. And Maxwell sings down. So, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. And he proves it again on this album. You know, we'll get into the, the track analysis and everything else, man. But if nothing mm-hmm. else, he going to remind you. And he was like, hey, look, sound wise, whatever it is, I still came here to sing. And y'all cannot deny that I can do that. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think, too, what about if I think the difference would have been if he came out first with the second album? Mm. Maybe that might have been the reason why everybody was so critical of it. Of it, yeah. Because D'Angelo, when he came out with Brown Sugar, a lot of people were critical on that album until it caught on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then everybody was down with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now, because we all know, speaking from the episode that we did, that Maxwell actually was finished with Urban Hang Sweet before Brown Sugar was done. Yeah. But yeah. he said, D'Angelo, you go first. You like, go first, and, I, go and then first. I got it like, after you go. You, 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 thank yeah. you. You can set this plate, and mm-hmm. then I'll come after you. Yeah. And now he was like, well, since we all popping me, you and Erica, yeah. I'm going to go first this time. This time, yeah. I'm my my, my turn, guys. Yeah, my turn, and guys. Man, I got this. And yeah. I think maybe that was why everybody was so critical of it, man. Yeah. Exactly. But like yeah. we said, a lot of them don't make no sense, though, honestly. I just had a random thought. What's that? Oh, boy. Can we know how our people be sometimes? <laughs> if the song titles intimidated people so they didn't, because the song titles are weird and weird, you know, mm-hmm. I wonder if just 
people saw that because I still don't see what people say is so weird about it sonically. Mm, yeah, I don't either. Y- you know, Ain't nothing weird about it. Yeah, and and you speaking to Stuart Matthewman, one of the biggest people he was with was Sade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I don't see how it was that much different, different. from the Sade kind of vibes. Right. Yeah. I don't mind if people don't like stuff or don't accept it. I just need it to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Yeah. And I think there was someone who was also wrote about it. I don't remember exactly who it was. There was a critic that said the titles, song titles were full of themselves, right? As though in our words. Okay. So I wasn't too far off. People said. People, people thought that he was doing too much, right? And I, and what we say nowadays, they thought he was doing a little bit too much with the song titles. Yeah, but that. then they accepted it when music did it. Yeah, they did. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's hard but being the first, man. It's hard being things. first, man. It see, is hard being saying, first. See, when you when you first, yeah. You look at I just want to sing. Yeah. And the titles yeah. and how stuff is spelled and it's all lowercase mm-hmm. and all that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, Maxwell. It's you, all good, man. It's okay, Maxwell. I was on it day yeah. one. Now we <laughs> we were. I think those of us, man, who knew music. Even if we didn't get on it immediately, because that was my thing. We'll actually get into that part right after this. After a while, you sort of sit back and you're like, you know what? Damn, man. Now I get it. It's like, now I understand. And, and it, sometimes it takes you a, not even a few listens. You could take 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 listens. And on that 51st listen, you'd be like, everything clicks. Light bulb goes on over your head. And you're like, damn, I get it now. And at that point, like when somebody says, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Well, it's almost like that with the music. Sometimes when you're looking at a project like that, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And so (laughs) so when it came with that, with Maxwell, once we heard it, we couldn't unhear it once we finally got it. And now we're going to go ahead and get into it. First thoughts and reflections. So we'll start with you all, our guest, whoever wants to go first. Your reflections upon the first time you listened to this album, personally, what you thought about it. And now in these now 25 years that have passed, this quarter century, what continues to endure about this album for you and what has stayed with you more than anything else? Well, I'm going to go because... This is Elise Man, so I'm gonna let me go. Because so, it ain't gonna be too long, for real. Because this is Elise's guy right here, so that's why this is gonna be her episode, for real. Like, that's gonna be mine. This is gonna be hers. Gotcha. So, <laughs> I'm gonna go first. So, I'm gonna let y'all cook, honestly, man. I caught the album a year later, honestly. I got it a year later. I wasn't on it at first. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I really wasn't on the Maxwell train just yet. So finally, a year later, like we talked about in our episode, I was on the Unplugged first. Then I got to Urban Hang Suite. Mm -hmm. So now I did it again. So maybe that's just a thing for Maxwell for me. Maybe I just realized I need to be late Mm and then come back to it. And I remember the first time I listened to this, I was like, God damn, this album is dope. Like, (laughs) what was I doing? Like, I was like, why, how did I miss it? But again, there was albums, like you said, there's a lot of albums in 98, (laughs) for real. So I was really on that. So I was really on Brandy. That's where I was. Like, Mm -hmm. that's where I was. Nothing could take me away from Never Say Never, so I was on that. But when I got to Embria, I said, yo, Maxwell has done it again. I was like, how can you even hate this album at all? 
You know what I mean? And now that I'm so much older, back then I was only 13, and this album I'm listening to now, I get how mature it was, mm. and I still connected to it. Yeah. As mature as it was then, and now, 25 years later, I'm like, yo, this album is so mature. But you could tell he was in his artistic bag mm-hmm. for me. And I'm like, there's no way you can hate this album, yo. If you hate this album, then you hate yourself. That's how I feel. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You hate yourself. You hate this album. That's why it just bugs me out. Like we were saying in the beginning how people kind of was ragging on it. I'm like, I don't think you listened to it. Because if you did, you wouldn't have had that. You know what I mean? Or you went into it with a different mindset to not like it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if you like Urban Hang Suite, you would definitely like this album, for real, for real. And I'm going to end it like this. If you screwing, this album going to work for you. Just saying. Yeah. If you ain't, if you're talk. not, then yeah. maybe that's why this album didn't work for you, because you wasn't getting none. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. Yeah, you maybe know what? what and, and, and if you're doing that activity... This might have been a better album for that than Urban Hang Sweet, True Talk. You know? Period. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 So that was. Yeah. So you have this? And Jay, I'm laughing when you said that. Do you, you don't like this album? You don't like it, son? I'm like, what are you, Donna Jay? You're this Jay. You're this to sell. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, when, I, when it came out, like I said before, I was instantly on board. Mm-hmm. Got the album within the first week or two that it came out. Like, and I just remember putting it on the first time, and it just played through. It was like, yeah, the album's an hour long, and it felt it, it didn't even feel like that. It was like it's over, you know, mm-hmm. the way everything flowed into each other seamlessly, which is a thing I like, which is why why I love Mama's Gun, mm-hmm. even though I didn't like that when it first came out. Mm-hmm. But okay, I shortly thereafter got on it. But the way everything weaves into the next thing, like yeah. that's that's yeah. so dope. Yeah, and it's so funny when certain albums come out now and they give it such accolades for the songs going together. I'm like, oh, you mean a cohesive album? <laughs> oh, that's special. Oh, okay. I that's thought cute. that was a prerequisite. But, I, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know. Go for you know, yeah, which is a thing that a lot of albums from the 70s do and mm. albums from the neo soul period do, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, the Jills, Erica's, all of them, Dwelle, everybody, mm-hmm. like all them people. You know, I was on board right away, mm-hmm. and I mean, really, Everything Sweet and Embrya, I was on right away, everything else didn't hit me at first and I came back to it like now mm-hmm. as big as a Maxwell fan I really paid that album dust mm-hmm. for many years until mm-hmm. just a couple couple few years ago mm-hmm. and I went back to it and I was like oh he still the stuff that that was solely him it still sounded like a Maxwell album mm-hmm. it was a little more traditional R&B mm-hmm. yeah than an embryo, mm-hmm. but it's you still got the same vibes. And even as he went along with the more recent stuff, he did some like dancey kind of housey kind of records, but it still sounds like a Maxwell record. It still has all those components. It's just a different beat. I mean, really, mm-hmm. honestly, yeah, right. But everything else is still. You still got the instruments. Mm-hmm. You still got the stacking. You still you got it's like he's still doing that, yeah. but it's just kind of presented in a slightly different package. But it's still him all day. So yeah, I don't know if I answered the question, but you yeah. did. No, you did. You answered it. You definitely answered the question. Um, 
So I have a confession to make. When I first listened to this album, I didn't like it either. Right? I was Ooh. one of the I was one of those type of people at first, and but it wasn't it didn't last too long. Okay. I want to say that for me, like I said, you got to listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, and then the light bulb goes on over your head, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, light comes on and everything. It's just like okay. So we were on vacation. I want to say later on that year, and. Everybody else in the house is asleep and I'm like 16. So I'm up, right? I'm a 16 year old boy. And not only that, I just started dabbling in producing music. So I was up late a lot. So I'm kind of just sitting there. Nothing really is on television. So I pull out the disc man, right? And I start to go through. I don't know if I really want to start listening to this. It's like 1130 at night. I don't really want to listen to, you know, this fiend or this Mac. I don't want to listen to this Onyx album or this DMX or this Jay-Z. I want to listen to some R&B. So mm-hmm. I go through some R&B albums and like my sisters had their collection too. And so the copy that I listened to was my sister's album, her her copy. And I pulled out Embrya and I was like, man, you know what? I didn't really think I gave this a fair chance, but let me go ahead and put it on, see if it'll put me to sleep, right? Just, just, you know, being me. So I put it in the disc, man, and I started listening to it. And that's like oh, 11, 11.30 at night. And by the time the album was done, it was like close to one o'clock. And by the time I got through that hour, my complete opinion on the album had changed. It was, it was the atmosphere I was listening to it. It was the time of night that I was listening to it. And then I think eventually at that time, because of the state of mind that was in, I was finally able and ready to receive what exactly the album was so then after that i was like on board and for me yeah (laughs) and so for me what it was it was understanding and knowing all right he's doing something different here and not only that but what he did was somewhat different sonically but the texture wise of the sound it sounded like we always say right okay if Urban Hang Suite was, let's say, uh, a rom-com or, or a dramedy, right? And let's say that. And this was almost like a fantasy film, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it was like almost sort of like in, in the vein of you watching something like Lord of the Rings or, or some sort of like something that just puts you into a mode of like thinking like this isn't real, but it's beautiful, right? Like that's really right. what I, the feeling that I had with listening to it. And when I got through some of the tracks and I'm, you know, listening to them and like listening to especially I'm ears, I'm tuned for bass, I'm tuned for drums, I'm tuned for the guitars. Vocally was just something like, man, this dude is incredible. How does he keep doing it? Right. How does he keep nailing this falsetto years later? How does he keep nailing this falsetto on these tracks every single time and doesn't miss? Right. How is it that this album that I love so much from Urban Hand Suite? And now what I'm listening to is so different. And now I'm listening to this and I'm just like, damn, man. Well, shit, is, is this better? Like, you know, like, is this better? Like, I'm sitting there making comparisons, right? And after a while, I think when I finally went to bed that night, I was convinced that I was just like, all right, man, this dude's two for two. I For some reason, I didn't, I didn't, did not like this joint at first. But now I'm on board. I got it. You convinced me, you know? So at this point, now, this becomes into my rotation of albums that I play when I'm in a certain mood and certain atmospheres. And you better believe when I went to college that the two of the CDs that I had that were available were both Urban Hang Suite and definitely Embrya. 
And trust me, when every time I had Embrya and I had company over, I was shooting a hundred percent from the field. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. It was interesting, and I don't remember if I said it on your show, B, Mm -hmm. when we did Urban Hang Suite. If I said on Catch That, Mm -hmm. but where I said that Urban Hang Suite, you know, it was this concept album that was a movie, Mm -hmm. you know. And then maybe even like an art house movie, like mm-hmm. it has, but but a movie, mm-hmm. yeah. But Embrya is more, it's 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 more of like an art gallery. It's mm-hmm. like okay. it's a perfectly curated art art show collection. Yes, okay, yes. You know, I, I, with, I, with yeah. a certain elegance to it, because mm-hmm. it was it had more of a refined feel to it. Mm-hmm. it. It was just I don't know. It felt fancy. Yes, it did. Yeah, it, it definitely did in spots, and I even think that when. I got to a certain point in the album where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of feeling sort of a lot of the vibes that I think I would feel in Urban Hanks week. You get to a point where it's just like, boom, now the album changes, right? And then now we're going into a different direction now. It's like, okay, now I see where this album is very, very different because the exploration in this is just crazy. Like how you can go from one sound to this and still have it work. And then not only that, but to then convince, I guess, your fans also, because, you know, that's the problem with us with a fan base. We want we get something good from an artist. We want the same thing from them every time. Right. Yes, but then no, we, you don't want your artist to grow. You and don't. That's not good. And it, it isn't good. And the great thing about Maxwell, as I said in my last review with Tony, 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 you get a certain set of albums and they are great at doing this one thing. You listen to any one of those sets of albums that he has. And you're convinced when you walk away that it may be the best one you heard from them. You know, honestly, like you look at Tony, 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 right? And you look at Revival, Sons of Soul, House of Music, and you can have an argument for every one of those three. (laughs) Honestly, D'Angelo, Brown Sugar, Voodoo, Black Messiah. You have an argument for any one of those three. With Maxwell, same thing. Urban Hang Sweet, Embrya. Now you have an argument for any one of those three. And when you can do that and have a different sound for every single one of those albums, greatness is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And you know what? And when you said, it, it just clicked on something you said about it being this like fantasy, yes. Lord of Rings type of thing. Yeah, it's like, it's more like Atlantis because it sounds underwater. Underwater, exactly. Yes. Yeah. He's on the cover. Yes. He's in utero, so in water. Mm-hmm. Like, Embrya. Like, it's... Yes. He, it's, it's under it's, and it's certain songs and it's like with that yes yes that, that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't do it but y'all know what sound I'm talking about yes, like I, when you hear yeah. that it feels like it's, yes you know it, it, so yeah it yes. does man that the textures when you hear songs like and we'll get into these songs but hearing stuff like on Drown Deep and on Embrya the track Ooh. and to hear it sounds like almost like you're you're underwater right yes, like you God. know what that feeling is when you're like literally, if you're in the tub and just for a quick second you dunk your head underneath today, and let's say you got music playing, what you hear above water versus what you hear underwater are two different things. Yeah. For some That's reason, when you're underwater, the bass feels deeper, right? Those it textures does. sound deeper. So that's the brilliance of this album being quote unquote an under submerged water album is that okay. everything that you hear sounds deeper than what it was if you were above water and yes. and what you get at that point is just like damn that's who would ever think of something like shit. that yes like no but that's some artistic shit right there like and that's why i'm like you can't box a person in yeah because cannot. basically the cover like elise said he gives you basically what you're gonna feel, feel. on this album mm-hmm. and 
you feel so much underwater. Like, hello? Mm-hmm. We're going to get into the song. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's let's wait no further. Okay. Highlights and lowlights. So I'll do it again. Y'all decide who goes first, man. Your highlights and the lowlights you have at Embria. Well, we both can agree that ain't no lowlights. No. So. I, I don't have a lowlight. There's not even a single song on that album that's just okay. No. Every song is needed. I wouldn't take anything away and I wouldn't add a thing. And I don't say this much mm. about too much. Even some of my favorite albums of all time, it's like a miss or it's like, mm-hmm. you're like, like, it's fine that it's there, but it, it could it could not be there, and I, you know I'd be fine. Right. I'm gonna have that. Yeah. I think if I took one song out of it, it would just it would just mess up. Yeah. It would mess up the bottom. It would yeah. mess it up. Yeah. It would mess up the body of work. I wouldn't change the order of anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. No. Right. Mm-mm. I can't even have a least. No. Yeah. I don't have a least favorite. I, I yeah. Just, I don't no, I have like my favorite favorites, but. Any song that somebody said on this album is the best or the favorite, I wouldn't have anything to argue with mm-hmm. any on any song because every song it makes sense of how right. that could be your favorite or what you consider the best. Yeah, yeah. Right. So then your favorite favorites, let's talk about those then. That's what we'll talk about. All right. Well, speaking of submerging, mm-hmm. submerge, mm-hmm. favorite, 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 favorite. But my upbeat favorite even though it ain't really simple one two song, ain't really a slow song because with Maxwell, you still gonna always you always gonna get drums, and it's not even that they're grooves. It's just, but there's still a sway about them. Mm-hmm. That's why I said JR said, still a sway about it, like a, like a <laughs> move your shoulder kind of thing about it. But yeah. for the upbeat, Matrimony mm-hmm. is one of my favorite songs. I famously hate music videos, but it's one of my favorite music videos of all time. Yeah, it's it's just gorgeous, and and like I said, it gives you that nod back to ascension or something, something, and so it gave you that feel, but it still fit within the whole submerged sound, the underwater sound of it, mm-hmm. because of where it was placed on the album. It just worked, even though it was so different mm-hmm. from the rest of the album. So, right, those right. are my top two on that album. Okay. Well, my, mine is Drown Deep. That's a close yes. third. Like, like y'all said, that thing feels like you're underwater. It touches you. It yeah. touches your soul. Yeah. It puts you in a trance like you don't want to get out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I'm like, oh, my God. When it was the first time I heard it. It was just like, I was just quiet. And it's hard for me to be quiet. <laughs> so. <laughs> you said it. I heard it. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yo, this song, and it's just sexy. Like, it's a sexy song. And just for him saying, let's drown deep in us and make no fight or fuss. Yeah. Like, lyrically, everything is just, and then it's like the sensitivity, the vulnerability, like everything in this song. And Maxwell is that guy that can really do that. Mm -hmm. And the way he has it coming across, and you hear the water and all that, I'm like, yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, just. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. That, and I have to agree with Elise. Probably no. I mean, I'm not dissing you. I was about to say matrimony is about to be mine, but mine is a Rose Compoyo. Mm-hmm. That's a favorite of mine. And that makes sense. 
Yes, I was about to say. Yeah, I already I know. Say, it makes sense because of that, and it's just—it's such a Jr. song. Yes, it's, it's just, such a me song. It is a Jr. song. Yes. I hear it, and I think I think of Jr. So yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So man, they just jamming on that joint like it's yeah. just a jam. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that's just—I'm like, oh, and it comes right after Matrimony. Because yeah. I mean, come on, you needed a couple of upbeats. After you just finished with Drown Deep, yeah. he just took you somewhere. Yeah. And you like, all right. Then he brings you into matrimony. He drowned deep and then now he wanna marry you. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> then he wanna do some then he wanna feed you some chicken and rice. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> yes. that's, chicken that's and rice. For me. Yeah. That's his own. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Right. So it's just like that, but yeah, that Rose Capoya is such a JR record. It's just like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I wonder, um, I wonder why a lot of people might not have liked it. There's not really a, a traditional R&B ballad on it. And I think that's why people bit on now because, you know, you had the traditional songs like You're Fortunate and stuff. Like, it's a yeah. very traditional ballad. Mm-hmm. And, and Embry are not going to give you that. It's just more of a wavy... It's sexy as, as hell, but it's not a traditional R&B ballad. Right. I, I wonder if that's what people was weird about also. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I could see that. Yeah. You know, in that year, it was a lot of traditional R&B still out that gave you those ballads. You had, you know, you had your Faith Evans, you had Drew Hill, mm-hmm. you had Skate, you had... Brandy. Miseducation, you had Brandy, you had Monica, yeah. you know, you had all that doing really big. You know, you had Kelly Price and yeah. all of that. Yeah. And Maya that were giving you very traditional ballads. Mm-hmm. And another thing, too, I also think that the sound was changing at that time. Mm-hmm. And Maxwell was still giving us what we love, kind of for Urban Hay Street, but also giving you a different thing artistically mm-hmm. and you know once the shift happens everybody's going to the shift everybody so a is. lot of people is getting left behind everybody is so it was yeah. a lot of because lauren is about to come brandy's about to come all these so they first singles is out mm-hmm. so it's like oh what is this sound it's different he's competing with them and then now he gets that and it's just like damn you know what i mean maybe because y'all think Maybe I'm going too far because maybe we, we should have been talking about this at the end. Mm-hmm. But do y'all think maybe if he would have came out with the album maybe like a year before? I don't I don't think so. I think he came out. He needed to come out with it when it came out. Right. Because think about okay. what we had the year before in 97. You I mean, th- listen, to what came out in 97. Y'all already know, though. Mary shared my world. Butterfly, right. you know, Velvet Rope. You had um, you had Velvet Rope. You had. Uh, my way with Usher. You had John B. Cool Relax. You had all these That's different true. albums that came out during this time. You had albums like Adriana's no. album that didn't even catch on. Yes. All these Brian people. McKnight. Brian, McKnight. Brian McKnight. Brian McKnight. Anytime. That was a huge album. It was a huge was. album. So, like, I remember when we talked right. about this during uh, Catch That, when we talked about Urban Hang Suite and we went through those list of albums that came out in 96. And I was like, you know, these guys that you fed me, like Eric Benet and Kenny Lattimore, it's like, you know, they're going to like, yeah, well, they have an audience, but look at what came out during the year. The competition was fierce. I mean, they're going to get put in the same category 
Kenny and Eric like a Tony Rich, you know, <laughs> and and and, unf- that's real. and, unf- that's real. and unfortunately, what's going to happen is yeah. that you'll have some really great work by some artists that have potential that is going to gain an audience, but not nearly have the audience it should because of everything that was coming out during that time. So, yeah, true. yeah. So that's true. well said, y'all. Well said. So my highlights, it's a lot. Ever wanting to have things to kick things off is... Um... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill um amazing i mean just just to be able to to say as a part of your hook never never wanted to want you to want i mean think about that (laughs) yeah never wanted you to want you to want like just think about that for a quick second right i mean just um not only that but it's a great groove to start out an album um and you get into the album obviously you know coco cure is what it was it was a great single to start out it was a great reintroduction to those of us who hadn't earned maxwell in a couple of years and we already talked about drown deep i made these notes about the song i said it was vocally exquisite, right? Very smooth and kind and not too harsh. It was yep. lyrically intricate. And uh-huh. this is the last thing that I wrote about it. It was sonically thick. And I yep. wrote next to this, dense, pound cake, cold peanut butter thick. That's what I wrote about Drown Deep, okay? Like the kids, is thick, T-H-I-C-C. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the kind of, like, sonically, it's just, it was just, ugh. Like punching a triple goose jacket, like right there, they someone's gut and they don't even feel it. Like that's how dense it was sonically. Amazing, amazing track. Getting the matrimony, me, like I said, it was a triumphant track to me. One of the best songs on there, and a song that I think could have been as well on Embrya as it could have been on Urban Hang Suite. And then it blends perfectly into a Rose Compoyo, who which I'm telling you, had I been there and somebody would have performed that, a band would have performed that, I probably would have thrown my phone. Hearing that guitar, that follow up with them horns, like just, are you kidding me? And then the bass line, and then you rock that out for like five something minutes, like you going to give me five minutes of funk like this? I mean, come on, seriously. It was mind blowing. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. Those two tracks could have been right there on Urban Hang Suite. But then I think we said that, you know, it probably wasn't like a real traditional ballad on there. But to me, the, know these things. This is the, to me, is the ballad on this album. Even if it isn't the traditional one that you're thinking about when it comes to a love song and a slow jam, it is to me, first of all, the falsetto is absolutely just phenomenal on here, right? The textures and layers of here, when you talk about the music, the lyrics, and the things that he's talking about is that you shouldn't know these things about me. You shouldn't, <laughs> you know, like, so one of the things we talk about with love and vulnerability, when you find that person that might be the one, right. And there's things about them that you don't want them to know. There's a side of them, that corner, deep, dark, 
and the parts of your soul that is the, whether it's the darkest part of it or the the pain that resides somewhere that you want to shut off to somebody but yes. you have that person that knows these things about you and feels these things about you even when they shouldn't even when you don't want them to that to me was a beautiful part about that song i said this track is beautiful and it was beautifully done even if eh, it wasn't a traditional ballad that you had but i, I love that joint oh yeah it reminds me of jezebel from Sade. oh man yeah. Come on. Absolutely. 100%. I'm sorry, B. The two songs, because you reminded me of something right quick. Go ahead. Yo. Yeah. The Maxwell is all about consent, people. Yes. He's consent. He's like, you want to do this. You want to do this? Like, he's giving you that. Because he's saying, if you want to do this, we going to go there. We going to go there. He's -hmm. asking you. So that's one thing that I love about what Maxwell did with this, he's mm-hmm. consent. Consent is important. Going back to the the, the Sade Stewart connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this album gives me a lot of vibes of the Love is Strong and Pride album. Mm. Oh, it, it's a lot of and not in in the song Love is Strong and Pride. It sounds like it's underwater. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Submerged. Parallels. <laughs> yeah. Parallels. Yeah. The oh, parallels. You know, not same albums, but the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Submerge. I mean, what else can you say? Sensual. Oh. It's sleek. The the bass on this. Like, this is the song when I talked about, like, when you're above water and you hear sound. And then when you're underwater and you hear sound. Submerge has that your bass is blasting. Not even blasting, but playing loud enough in your bathroom. And then you stick your head underwater just for that quick second. That's what that bass sounds like. That bass tone is so much deeper. Like you feel it. To me, this is the this is his till the cops come knocking equivalent on this to me. You know, that's really what we're looking for. That that sensual yeah. vibe of yeah. you know exactly what it is we getting down to. And to me, I would even say that, shoot, till the cops come knocking might be them having sex. Submerge is them making love. Oh, yes. Agreed. Oh, yes. Agreed. Oh, yes. You know, so. Like our brother Neltron, like our brother Neltron said. Yeah. He said, listen, mm-hmm. you better not. If you are with somebody just to be getting it in. Yeah. And you play this record. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No way. No way. Yeah. And then yeah, um just getting it in. You better play some silk or something. Yeah. Right. right. You better play some play, play this for your for your love. Yes, for your love, right. exactly. Right. And for the for the regular jump, just give them some Joe to see a H Town or something. You know. Yeah, some Joe to H Town, some silk, some you know. You know, and it's place for that. Right, yeah. exactly. Place for that. Right. <laughs> um, Gravity was a song that I gotta say took a while for me to get around to, but to me, it's one of the most inventive songs on the album. Uh, the the drum yes. beats on there and everything. Like even Maxwell said, you come twenty years later and you see that there are all these Afro beats. Afro beats now is a thing. Afro pop is a thing now, where these drum patterns and these these sounds are not foreign to anybody anymore. That's part of the things I was really forward looking to this album more than anything else. I mean, those are a lot of my highlights. I mentioned, I don't mention most of the album, but there isn't a low light for me on this. When I finally got it, that's when I got it. And I was just like, damn, you know what? I found out what I've been missing out on this whole time. That's that. You got a low light. What's that? The video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That is, the video. Yeah, that's, that's our low light. The, the, that, yeah, that's video our, that, that video 
for co-care. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you don't even see the video on YouTube anymore. Yeah. You don't, like, you see a clip of it, and then it goes to a live performance, because even Maxwell knew that was horrible. That's awful. Horrible video. How you in a tub, and you know you too small for it. That's first of all. You know, it's... Then you're riding in a bumper cars. Where did this come from? What's happening here? And I think we said on our episode when we talked to <laughs> when we talked to Del Tron, that it made the video that we got for matrimony would have been a I mean a perfect video for Coco Cure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean it'd have been spot the on yeah. like yeah. Ugh. But I'm glad that the video exists. But it 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 didn't fit matrimony, and maybe that was it was like, nah, we gotta get this right. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. We gotta get we gotta make up for Coco for that. Cure. Yeah. You know what's because funny? That matrimony, like I said, I hate music videos. Mm-hmm. That video is art. Yeah. Yeah. And it's blackity black black black. Yes. And I'm, black, I love black. black. Yes. We love black. We love it. We love it. And but y'all mentioned that video. To be quite honest, I think I eradicated that from my memory because until y'all just brought it up just now, (laughs) they didn't play it it long. Yeah, I didn't think about it long. Like you had to be in the zeitgeist, like Mm -hmm. right there for that. Yeah, yeah. Because I only recall seeing it once or twice, like in the moment. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember seeing that video a lot on like Planet Groove or. But they play or, Matrimony a lot. Oh yes, because a lot. Again, this is the time that's giving you. I get to talk about her. The Janet Got Till It's Gone video. It gave you that flavor. So mm-hmm. again, yeah, it's like it fits. Mm-hmm. And like I think like one of your like Elise said, they probably was like, Nah, son. We messed up with this first video. We got to get this right. Like, yeah. come on. You know what I mean? got to get it right. Yeah. And that might have also messed up the rollout. The rollout as well. Mm-hmm. It probably did. Like, this horrible-ass video, these long-ass titles, it turned everybody off. Like, the rollout was yeah. off. Yeah. I was just like, I, I guess he was trying to do the D'Angelo before the D'Angelo um, video, because mm-hmm. I guess that's what he was trying to do in the tub, I guess. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, JR, because I didn't even think about that as mm-hmm. being part of the rollout. Like, yeah. that probably hurt too, because 96, 97, and to today, like, the visual, as much as we don't want it to matter, it does. It matters. It does. It matters. Yeah. And yeah, Maxwell yeah. could have. He could have done better. He should have done better. He tried to make it up with Matrimony, but I think by then it was too late. Even though they did play the shit out of that song. Yeah. But. On videos, but I never heard that song on the radio, not one time. Yeah, yeah. I never heard Matrimony on the radio. Coco Cure worked perfect for the radio. For the radio. I heard that all the time. Yeah. I did not hear Matrimony, but I saw the video all the time, so mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear it on the radio much, and that's a shame because it should have got yeah. more play. It's incredible. It's an incredible track, man. And it's talking about marriage, man. Why why wouldn't you want something like that on the radio? You know, but you know, Period. we all know Period. the we all know the game that terrestrial radio played, man, with what gets played and what doesn't get played. So, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to talk about marriage and families thriving. It's that's a little bit too much, like right. <laughs> as um as Tank said, they don't fear our anger, they fear our love. 
They said because that's the more powerful, most powerful that's thing really. of all. So um, I did want to read this thing before we get into verdicts. Um, there's an article out there in the Grio written about Embrya and sort of its legacy in regards to how different it was and the credit sort of not, like not really catching on to it. He said uh, this is actually an article written in the Grio by, and I, want, I always want to make sure I give bylines because it's a former journalism Graduate from Morgan State University. I want to make sure I give props to the writer. So Matthew Allen of the Grio, who wrote this actually on the 25th anniversary, called it the Life Aquatic 25 Years of Maxwell's Embrya. And so he says in this that Embrya is a part of a pantheon of misunderstood, underrated black albums whose quality and intrigue have increased with time. Much yep. like Wonders, Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants, Gaze here, my dear, or Aretha Franklin's Hey Now, Hey, The Other Side of the Sky. Maxwell's Embrya is a singular addition to the alternative soul canon that is integral to the black musical evolution at the turn of the century. So he says here, Maxwell's courageous move on his sophomore album foreshadowed the drastic progression his contemporaries would make on their respective sophomore albums just two years later. D'Angelo went from hazy jazz and blues inflections on brown sugar to voodoo an inebriated fusion of Detroit hip-hop and Southern soul sensibilities. Badu abandons the sparse blend of hip-hop and 80s R&B of Baduism to create Mama's Gun, a dynamic album that incorporates elements of rock, hip-hop, funk, folk, and lounge singer vibes. So it says, Indeed, Embrya helped smooth the road for his so-called Neil Soul brothers and sisters in its immediate aftermath. In addition, Maxwell's subaquatic journey in search of sensuality and discovery paved the way for today's artists to be more adventurous. They adopted the sonic tapestry of Embrya and its bold approach to creation and execution. And that's about as flawless of three paragraphs of work that I could see written that I couldn't even stay better myself. I mean, the parallels of the albums we're talking about here would hear my dear... And Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants and Hey Now, Hey. Just perfect. I mean, because what did people say about those albums when they came out? I mean, uh, they shitted on them. They, sh they shitted all those albums, you know, big time. When they say, Mommy, it was too personal and they did this. Yeah, they yes. Did right. Like, all no, of that. That's what made it great, actually. Exactly. Are the beautiful things about it, actually. Right. And then a few you don't years want later. You music to be personal? Right. Oh, some of the different. the oh. best music is the that's best music true. is damn personal. Why you think damn Mary's albums after she breaks up with somebody be fire? Come on now. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And you said a lot of the things I say like, but with Erica, I'm to say real simple without a whole bunch of flowery language, which you have to do when you write. I'm a yes. writer. I know that. Mm -hmm. But Baduism was a blues album. And Mama's Gun was a jazz album. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. There you go. And scene. Yeah, and scene. Perfectly said. Per perfectly but said. But also all the things that he said. That was that was very eloquently like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I wish I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said I want to give a shout out to the byline man, the art, the author who well, definitely wrote it. I might need to get him on the show. Uh, Matthew Allen for the Griot. So, uh -oh. um, matter of fact, I, I'll, I'll, I will have. The article in my show notes, so definitely make sure y'all check that out. Um, so yeah, speak this dude out. Yeah, I, I like to be talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good stuff right there, though, man. You can't argue when with that. that. When he named all them albums like that, though, mm -hmm. and it was right yeah. because Spot on. the same thing that they did to Maxwell was the same thing they did to Marvin. Yeah, same thing they did to Aretha with the A9 and. 
Stevie with the secret life of plans. Like yeah. they shitted on all of them. So for him to do that, I never thought about it till you read it. Mm-hmm. Yo, he bodied that, yo. Yeah. Where where that joint at? Send me that joint. I got yo. you, man. I got you. <laughs> you know, like, I would be very interested. Now I want to read some, whatever else he got. To yeah. See what you know. See what he writing. I, yeah. Those are some very salient yes, points. Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, man. So yeah, and y'all already know what time it is. We about to wrap it up. Final Aww. verdict. Already? Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys and lady, now that we're here at the end, we had talked about it. We've waxed poetic about this album and its greatness and all the features and things that we love about it. So, verdict. What do we all say? Is it a classic album? Is it an essential album? Is it dope? Is it just okay? What say y'all? It is a classically essential favorite album of mine very interesting it's, way of putting it like, okay that was cute. yeah it's like yeah. It, it's a lot of things like it is my favorite and i also think it's the best even though i love urban hang suite with my whole heart and that's what got mm-hmm. me to maxwell it's still beautiful i still play it like it came out yesterday mm-hmm. but that embrya is just an artistic thing that he brought in the evolution that's yeah. just so beautiful to me and i you know, I just, it's just so cohesive. It's so important to me. So I, I think it's its my favorite and I think it's the best. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to say two things. I think for music heads like us, real ones, I think we realize this album is very essential mm-hmm. for real. Yeah. It has to be a part of Maxwell's body of work. When you talk about Maxwell if you're not talking about Embrya, something is wrong. You're right. You know what I mean? You can't just be like Urban Hang Sweet and then now. You, you know what I mean? You can't do that because it's like, mm-hmm. nah, you missed a very crucial album for you to get to Embrya to now. Yeah. Then, yeah. Like, you can't miss that. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, but I think once people are older now, I'm starting to see a lot of reviews. And people are saying that it is classic, but it's an underrated classic. Yes. Mm. And that's what I feel like now. So I can say it's underrated classic and I also say it's, 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 you know, it's essential. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but for me, I'm with Elise. At first, it was like Urban Hang Sweet, (laughs) Embrya. But me, I love when an artist is being artistic and they take it there and you feel them on it. Mm-hmm. And you felt Maxwell on this. And that's why, to me, at first, I kind of switched. I'd be like, oh, no, nah, Urban Hang Sweet is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But now that I've been, like, since we've done our episode and since I had to go back to it a little bit today to kind of get ready again, it took me back to when I first heard it in 99. And I said, well, damn, mm-hmm. it got to be my favorite. So yeah. I'm with Elise. This is my favorite Maxwell album, to be honest. Mm-hmm. At first, it was going to be Urban Hang Sweet. Because mm-hmm. of the connection and how I was introduced to Maxwell, and I'm I'm very crucial. Like, oh, I was introduced to you like this. Yeah, I, I can't let it. It's gonna be mm-hmm. my favorite. But nah, Maxwell mm-hmm. artistically, lyrically, everything about this album is it's my favorite. But mm-hmm. I have to say, it's an underrated classic, and it's also essential. Essential. Yeah, and Jr. I know, and and I hate to keep bringing back up like Erica, D'Angelo, whatever, but. It's hard with their freshman and their sophomore because I think a lot of time in the first albums that people do, it's mm-hmm. like, this is, I got to show you everything I can do and I got to throw it together. And it might be cohesive, it might not, but I'm going to show you that I'm amazing. 
And so you get an amazing album out of that. Even if it's all over the place, it's still like, well, I like all the songs. They might not go together, but it's cool. And then we get to that sophomore, it's more thought out. The budgets are better. Like, I mean, it's just a lot of mm-hmm. things that allow you to get like yeah. art, art. And so uh, that's why I think a lot of times we fell in love on that first album, but that second album is just better quality mm-hmm. and cohesive when you really look at it objectively. Yeah. Okay. So for me, for me, I, I we talked about this and I stick to my guns. I still think to me when it comes to which one I think better. I still think Urban Hang Sweet. Well, I think I prefer it only slightly, only slightly to this. But to me, what I have to say is that his bravery and having to step out of the side of this artistically was astounding. Because sometimes if you had that sophomore slump, you could be up out of there. And it seemed like the critics were about to hand, hand him that sophomore slump and say, all right, this dude done lost his magic from Urban Hang Sweet and let's get him up out of here. But what has happened over these 25 years is that people are just saying, damn, you know what I was just saying about that joint? I was just playing y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what people are now starting to understand is that this is an album that was not only greatly underappreciated for that time. It also turned out to be an inspiration to, and a template for artists to deepen their exploration and car- and creativity mm-hmm. and also in artistry. And when you have something like that, to me, that's the hallmark of of being a classic. And in the vein of JR, it is an underrated classic. It is something that when if you're talking about classic albums, it's an album that you may not spring to forward of your like to the front of your head of being like, boom, off the break. Right. Then yeah. when you bring it up in conversations with people, you'll sort of get that look like Embrya. Seriously, you think that's a classic? And it's like one of those things you have to tell people in the conversation, bro, just listen to it. You know, not only don't just listen to it, hear it as well. So when you do those two things, then come back and talk to me and we can have a full out conversation about it. And when you listen to the album and you hear it and then also have it mature over 25 years, understanding and knowing what you what would follow afterwards. That's the hallmark in the makings of a classic. And even if it's one that you don't necessarily recognize as one full out off the break, like, yep. I named that one. That's a classic for sure. It's one of those things where it's kind of like you got to be like, yo, listen, listen to it so that and hear so that you can understand. And then once you do yeah. that, you can't deny that. I mean, the artistry on this, the creativity on this, the even though us talking about Urban Hanks Week being a concept album, the concepts on this, just the underwater thing is just like, damn, bro, now I get it. You know, like now I get it. So that to me is a classic to me. And and so everybody's answer on here is valid. Mm -hmm. Embrya it's something that if you haven't listened to it, y'all listening right now. And those of y'all who are going to be watching this too, please go and listen to it and go with an open mind and open ears and listen to it. And, you know, Mm. listen, use those things and let your brain process what it is that you're listening to. And I'll also say, I dare for you to listen to something like this and name five other albums after it came out that are like it. You'll struggle to you'll struggle to come up with two if you can. So that's all I got to say about that. Like I think it on the top of my head, it's only it's only a couple few that I can think of. Right. Yeah. You know, it's ones that can give you that type of sound, the vibe. Everything that we're talking about in this, give me album that sounds like that and you'll struggle to come up in the 25 years since of it. You'll struggle to come up with two if you can. So, yeah. So, yeah, man. So, Embrya, make sure y'all go check that out, man. Uh, Go ahead, download it. You see my sister has 
the vinyl behind her right there on display. Uh, it's going to be one of my things when I get my vinyl collection rebuilt It's going to be in there along with urban hang suite. So make sure y'all go check that out. And I would be remiss if I didn't thank my guest today, my brother and my sister, Elisa Jr. for coming and joining me on this episode and this review guys, every time we do it, it's history being made. It really is. And so I cannot do it without y'all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. And we always going to kick it, man, no matter what. There's a lot of things coming up. I'm sure I'm going to collaborate with them on their show again. But I want to give both of y'all an opportunity to, of course, say anything about your platform, links, social media, where people can find you. And let us know about anything coming up with R&B representatives that people need to be looking out for in the next few weeks, months. Let us know all about it. So take it away. The floor is yours. Well. I'm going to have JR tell you all that, but before <laughs> I do that, I want to take you, JR, you know, every show we go on, I make you do the, the closing remarks. No, because you're good at that. There you go. Thank you. Teamwork makes your dream work. Teamwork makes your dream work, yes. There you go. I, I like to play to people's strengths. <laughs> so, but before we close out, I want to give you your flowers because I knew that she was going to do that. Your love of music, the way you present it in a a very clear, concise, research, like straightforward way. You know, me and JR, we just all emotional and dramatic. It is a place for that. But it's also a place for like that straight, just like boom, boom, boom. Love it. Love it. So um, give you your props. We love that you, you know, dig into albums and those anniversaries and, and just the fact that you're visiting things years later, when I think is a more relevant review 10 and 20 and 30 years later mm-hmm. than it is that week. And you listen to it twice. <laughs> um, so I love a retrospective. I hate album reviews, but I love a retrospective of, you know, later. So yeah. give you your flowers. Thank I love you. your show. Thank I listen you. to all your episodes. You ain't know you. that, but I do. Well, thank you. So I appreciate that. <laughs> nah, definitely, man. Thank y'all, man. And look, taking notes. And listen, so I mean, I think it's just, you know, look, you have to have a special relationship with music to do what it is that we do, right? And I'm not just talking about me, I'm talking about y'all and people like us, right? You have to have a special relationship with music in order to do it. And my thing is like if you're gonna do it, then do it all the way, right? Don't just don't just halfway do it. Do it a hundred percent. So anything that I do when it comes to this, I always tend to go out and give not just hundred percent, but 150%. And the only thing that I just hope is that the people who are listening can appreciate the perspective that I provide and also, you know what it is we're dealing with when we're talking about taking these albums, you know, that are 20, 25 and 30 years later and understanding like, you know, what changes with those albums as time does. So mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate y'all for doing that, man. Every I'd make my show for folks like y'all, even if the general public at large won't listen to it, man, the music lovers, that's who I make my show for. So thank y'all, man. Mm-hmm. So JR, <laughs> What yes. are the R&B reps up to? What's coming up? What, 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 what? How, do you find, how do you find us? <laughs> the R&B reps, listen, I love our show. I do. We have a good show. I'll catch that. I'll catch that minis. It's just an amazing platform where you can have conversations about music and albums. And it's just so, so great. Yo, like the things that we have coming up, uh, albums that we're talking about, I cannot wait for people to see this yes. because there's some albums that people going to be like, 
word? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like word, y'all talked about those albums, and we mm-hmm. like to talk about a lot of albums that a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we got those coming up for real, for real. The Catch That Minis are really probably my favorite because we have, like, normal people like us that come on our show and talk about a song, and we go all over the place. Just like Elise said, we just all over the place. And we just <laughs> we can talk about one song, and by the end of the show, we done talked about about 10 of them. But it made sense, you know what I mean? And we kind of tie it all together. But the show that me and Elise just um, started with, like, in our third episode, is the Catch That Many Artist Spotlight. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are when artists come on and they have a new record and we kind of talk to them about what inspired the new song. And we really go in like the last one that we did was with Nicolette. Mm-hmm. And we talked about his new song, No More Waiting. And that episode, listen here, it was such a great conversation because it was like we wanted to flow. It's mm-hmm. no like outline or nothing. We're just going to come on the show and we ask you, hey, what inspired this song? And let me tell you something. Nicolay talked. You hear me? Like, awesome. we talked. And yeah. it was such a great show. So definitely, you guys, we still got our Catch That, our Catch That Minis, our Catch That Artist uh, Spotlight. You can catch us on the R&B Reps on Instagram, on Twitter, rnbreps.com, all that good stuff. You can follow me at Junior's World of Soul on Instagram and Twitter. Naturally, Elise on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. We have a Facebook group, the R&B representatives also for, yes. for the Facebook users. Yes, nice. for people that love Facebook, we got that We now. just started that, so. Yes, because it's like we're posting on our personal pages, but we was like, uh, we need to create something on Facebook now. <laughs> so Elise created that on Facebook. But, yeah, we out here, y'all. And like like B said, we have a love for the music, so that's why we continue to do it. I. At the end of the day, before, I used to be a little upset because I'm like, Elise, I don't think people are watching. And she like, they are. The ones that matter are watching. There you go. And after that, it was kind of a weight off my shoulders because I'm like, we're doing things that's great and you want people to watch and you want these numbers and you want that. And once Elise was like, yo, we're just going to the people that we should be going to there anyway. Go. So why worry about yeah. anybody else? Because when you do blow up and you get finally get that viral moment, mm-hmm. those still going to be the people that stick with you. Exactly. All the viral people that came, yeah. they're going to fade off they'll eventually. They're going to fade off eventually. They're going to hold you down. Yeah. I've yes. seen it a million times. Yeah. You, you've seen it with a million of our favorite artists, like the Zoes and all them. Yeah. They got a core group that holds them down. Yes. Listen. Listen here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, y'all, just follow us there. there Again, go. B, we thank you so much for letting us on this platform. Like Elise said, she do listen to your show. Because sometimes I miss it. Mm-hmm. And then Elise will be like, um, did you listen to B's show? I'll be like, it's another one? Uh, yes. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be hey, like, I, I appreciate I, you. I, I appreciate yeah, you. I also listen to your show because it gives me another perspective because they're plenty of albums on there that we haven't talked about and I'm like taking notes in case somebody does come to talk about them I had this other perspective and I'm gonna be like yeah I was listening to the beat cocks and blah, 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 blah. do that all the time I'd be like or I was watching this and, mm, and this yeah. happened and I got yeah. I didn't even think about it in that way and a lot yeah. of times you'll say something I'd be like I didn't even think of that and you it know? starts conversation yeah. with me and her like it really does like she'll listen to it and she will make sure I listen to it 
She'd be like, you listen to the man, whole thing because I'm not to me, talking man. to you until we conversate about this. And I'm like, okay. And then me and Elise will be on the phone for like two hours talking about your episode, B. Hey, man. For real. I love it. So I appreciate y'all, man. For real. So, again, we well, have to give you your flowers because we love you. your show, too. Thank you. And y'all show obviously has inspired me, too, because y'all have got me thinking about albums and eras that I don't necessarily think about on a day-to-day basis, but y'all definitely inspired me to go back and listen to a couple of albums from y'all shows and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I see what they were talking about. And so now I filed a few of those in there to be like, yep, on the vinyl list, getting that one, that one, and that one. So all from y'all show too, man. So mm-hmm. as I and said, one great, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and one great thing is we don't pick the albums. We suggest albums to people and usually they don't pick Every now and then they'll pick what we suggest, but not really. Mm-hmm. Usually not. Yeah. And that's fine. And because we have people pick the albums, it has made me go, because some albums we've talked about that ain't my faves or I ain't really listened to since they came out. And I'm like, ah. mm-hmm. but it makes me dig deep, you know, drown deep, you know, mm-hmm. and like really go and I get another perspective. Now, I don't always. I don't always go back to them and be like, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a different appreciation and I'm listening to it a different year than yeah. I did 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a cool element that people have to pick it yeah. themselves. And and so we never know where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. That's how we do say no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a couple of times it was like, uh-uh. Nah, we're not and doing the only that reason one. for that, I mean, I would gladly sit and talk about an album I hate, but I don't want to put a show on my platform where I'm just bashing an album for two hours or an no. hour and a half. Nah, it's not good I, business. I just don't want to present that. Nah, it's not but good business. But if at least half of it's good, mm-hmm. I can do it. I got to at least be able to say something good about half of it. Okay. <laughs> but I'm That's a good bargain. Songs I don't like, but y'all know that. That's a good yeah. bargain. That's a good bargain, though. <laughs> The R&B representatives, those who know, know, as they say. So thank y'all again for coming and joining us. Can't wait to have thank y'all you. back again, man. As y'all always know, we make history every time we do this thing. Yes. And why are we all wearing the same color? How'd that happen? <laughs> I, oh, shit. You're right. We all blue like a mug. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta love it. You and me is naked. Y'all navy blue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. Such a great time always with the R&B representatives with my brother and sister, Elisa Jr. Love them to death, man. They do such a great job. Make sure y'all checking them out on all of their links on their website and social medias. And also go to that YouTube page to make sure you get to catch that and see all the series that they've done, all the minis, all the interviews that they've done. It's great, great content. Love their channel. Make sure you go and support them. Support anybody doing great things in the music podcast space and also anybody who does this content creation thing for the excellence and also for the love of it. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are visiting us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. There you can learn more about the show, check out our past episodes, join our mailing list, leave a review, or if so inclined, you can leave us a voice note. Click the blue microphone in the bottom right-hand corner to leave us a voice note to let us know what you think about the show or to just show us some love. To support the show, click the coffee cup shaded in yellow in the bottom left-hand corner to access our Buy Me A Coffee page. On Buy Me A Coffee, you can give a small monetary donation to support the show to ensure that we can keep the vault open for many years to come. You can also visit us on social media at Vault Classic Pod on IG, Twitter, and on TikTok. 
also hit us on YouTube and our Facebook page. Like and follow us on social media. Subscribe to the pod and the YouTube channel. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary or ordinary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.